This episode of the Cutting Edge Podcast is brought to you by GlassGadget.com. Showcase Innovations creates tools that help shower door installers be more efficient and save time. Check out GlassGadget.com for more information. Hey, everybody, welcome back to another Shower Door Professionals live stream. Wednesday evening. Ah, yes. Yes, indeed. I look forward to this every week. Glad you can join us. Uh, if you are watching us in the Facebook page, you can go ahead and click on the link in the description. Come on into the Zoom chat room and uh, weigh in. Maybe you've got an opinion. I don't know. I know Glazers tend to have opinions things. So uh, this is a good place to come and uh, and share it. Uh, so feel free to do that. You know, we don't have um, a guest speaker today, but um, that's okay. I thought we'd just kind of do the kind of the old school thing of just having a chat. And I was thinking today, uh, I was out on a job and I was just inspired to come up with this question uh, a topic for this evening, and that is, what are some steps you take to prevent go-backs? Ah, the dreaded go-back. Nobody likes that. <laughs> so has anybody here ever had to go back? <laughs> oh, no, never. No, nah. It kind, of, it kind of makes you think about, hmm, how can I prevent that next time? So um, I'm just curious. Uh, what ideas, what things have inspired you um, and to, to come up with systems or procedures, checklists, whatever, to, to prevent those? Okay, who wants to go well, first? Well, you know what I do? I'll go first. Okay. Uh, so, so I order, you know, my glass, and I know you do create some old castle. You know, we get, I get deliveries like three days a week. And uh, so what I do, you know, a lot of guys, you know, I notice they, they schedule, as soon as their glass comes in, they go fit it in right away. Uh, I mean, that's a nice, that's nice to do. But for me, I like to give, you know, when I schedule a job, I do schedule my jobs without the glass even being in my hands. And I have the, the opportunity, I can do that because I know that, you know, if something comes wrong, I know I'll get a, you know, a panel or something, you know, the next day or next couple of days. So for me to avoid throwbacks, I always make sure that I have like one or two deliveries before I schedule something and then have my guys, you know, check the glass and make sure the scratches and the right size. And I hate going going back, especially when you have to go and install it. You know, it's wrong and you got to tear it apart and put a new one in. It's just a waste of time. You're not just, you know, wasting materials and a, and a trip. You're wasting the whole day. So it's the glass. And it's just it's the whole it costs more than what people think. You know, and go back. So I try to avoid them. I always make sure I get a one or two delivery days before, um, you know, before I go out to the customer's house. So you check it out, you inspect it in the shop. Yes, exactly. I check it out, make sure everything is good to go. Once we get a thumbs up, then we go. If not, and I always tell my customers, it's written in my contract. Hey, you know what? It's, you know, my star man needs to be bumped. You know what? We're human. We make mistakes, and you know, if 
let's say that my two days come around and Oh, oh, the suspense is killing me. <laughs> so I'm going with it. So anyways, we hit a big hit a big wave. But anyways, yes, yeah, so always make sure that we have, you know, on our schedule we have time for us to check everything. So we don't have to make that go back. I, mean, I hate go back more than anything. Hate it. Hate it. You on your way to the ball game, Adrian? Yes, I am. Yeah, I saw you post on Facebook. You're going to the ball game, so you like you're on the drive. Yeah, so, I'm on, so I took the ferry. I hate driving in San Francisco. It's like one of my one of my things I hate. So I take the ferry in Vallejo, and so right now we're in the water and it's really choppy. So we're like, freaking oh, yeah, that's, that's got to be rough out there today. It's terrible. It really bad. You can see the white caps and everything. Yeah, yeah. So. Cool. So if you just joined us, we're talking about go backs. You know, when you go out to install on a job and like you can't complete the installation, you got to go back. So what do you do? What what do you do to prevent that? And I'd like to ask just a general question, too, for most of you guys, like, what do you find are your most frequent go back? calls or the reasons that you need to go back? Is it mostly like scratches and defective glass? Not for me. No. Not for me. For me, uh, I would say it's more more errors on my side. Uh, the glass that I get is uh, almost flawless every time. Uh, okay. Now, that being said, and and because of that, I don't typically check what I get. I should. I got burned by that um, a couple of weeks ago. Um, I was supposed to get a door notch panel and knee wall return. I got two doors and a knee wall return. Uh, oh, would you get somebody I, else's uh, panel by mistake? Uh, <laughs> or they well, just paid the same thing twice or what? Dad had my label on it. No, it was it was a different door. Mm -hmm. So uh, m my fault, my mistake. Uh, not my fault, my mistake for not checking. Um, but I got all the way out to the customer and found out that I didn't have it. Now, to be fair, you guys are thinking, how's that possible? Well, ours are wrapped up. Uh, right. And so it's not easily noticed unless you check. Again, my fault, I should have checked. But um, I guess I've been lulled into a state of complacency uh, mm. because they've been so good. So... I'm I'm in the same boat with you. I, my glass comes wrapped, and I don't I don't check it uh, before I load it on the truck because I'd have to unwrap it in the shop and yeah. check everything, and then I'd have to rewrap it, partially rewrap it before I load it back on the truck to bring it out there, so it's somewhat protected from road debris and whatnot. So I just right. I just leave it and unwrap it on site. I mean, I've but I too I've been lucky. I mean. I couldn't, I mean, I'd say it now, it'll happen tomorrow, right? I couldn't tell you the last time I had a scratch on a panel. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, me either. And, and it just makes sense if you're getting your glass like that, all wrapped up. And I, I've gotten glass like that before. I think Cardinal uh, used to deliver our glass like that. And yeah, that's who it is. Yeah. So the cool thing about that is like, it's almost never damaged. Because yeah. it's been all wrapped up. And if you get it like that, you like you say, I mean, you don't want to unwrap it. 
because you want the benefit of being able to transport it yourself um, and have it be protected. Yeah. The one downside to that is if there is something wrong, you're not going to catch it until you get to the top. Until it's up. Yeah. So as rare as that might be, it's bound to happen eventually, right? It's going to happen. Yeah. And so the question is, is it worth it? Right. Is it worth uh, all the work uh, every time to catch that one mistake that happens literally once a year? Right. Is it going to just be a wash, you know, between the the effort it takes to unwrap every piece of glass and, and inspect it or to go out to that job, like you say, maybe once a year and and have it be a dud? Yeah. Our glass comes wrapped, too. And we don't unwrap it. And it's extremely rare. It happens. It happens to all of us. It's extremely rare that it's wrong. Um, every now and then, you know, I feel like we would cause more problems like unwrapping it, throw it on the bench, looking at it, messing around with it, rewrapping it, then put it on the truck, uh, putting it I back agree. in stock till the day comes. Um, you know, one of the salesmen told me a long time ago, he goes, when you buy glass, right, when you buy a box of Captain Crunch, you don't open it in the store to make sure there's Captain Crunch in there. You, you just, <laughs> just hope there's Captain Crunch in there when you get home. So that kind of stuck with me for a while. And we, you know, but I think, I don't think there's any way to completely avoid it. If I got my glass, it wasn't wrapped. I'd be checking it. And, and if Cardinal didn't yeah. have such a good track record. Mm-hmm. Well, a lot of the new systems that they have now with like Fenivision, like a lot of the, a lot of the checking and, and the, and everything's, automated now as well so the quality control i feel is getting better with my factory up in up in maine um a lot of their quality control is becoming to be automated because labor has been difficult and the new systems coming in place so they i feel like a lot more stuff is maybe being rejected so i think they're still kind of fine-tuning that maybe it's being overly rejected um but with the automation uh and the computers being able to check a lot of the stuff it's getting caught a lot easier. Hmm. Yeah. Good one. Good one. What's another cause uh, of go backs and what's a way to, um, to prevent it? I think it really just kind of depends on your systems. Cause I mean, if you just kind of have to track what your go backs are, if you don't have a method to track, what your problems are, then you can't solve them. So I, I think it kind of depends on what your particular problem is. Like if you just have one crew that has the same installer and that you're going back to all the time for an adjustment for a door because it's slipping or whatever, then you need to be able to kind of dial in and and have some type of tracking in place to say, all right, we go back to this guy's installs the most for this reason and be able to dial in on that and and solve it not to get that guy in trouble, but to to retrain him or to yeah. you know, do whatever you have to Re-education do. You don't have the tracking. Yeah. So if you don't have the tracking in place to figure out why you're going back mm-hmm. all the time, um, you're just going back and putting out fire, you know, with the fire extinguisher and just putting out problems as they come up. But if if it's the same problem over and over and you're not you're not diving into why or who or what the problem is, then you're gonna just keep doing it. So it's a, to to avoid them is to kind of figure out what's <laughs> it's a double-edged sword there you have to figure out what's causing them first and you're right. particular first you got to figure out what's wrong and then before you can fix it and then who's wrong 
And who's wrong? Is it a, is it a crew member that that is making that mistake? Um, Same mistake. They might not even know it's a mistake. They might just think that's the way you're supposed to do it. So yeah. until yeah. you, as the the head, you know, guy, recognizes a way to to trap and catch those problems and identify where the problem is, then you can't do anything. But you know, you're never gonna you'll never solve it. Yeah, and if you're not getting called back, then it's not a mistake, right? I mean, whatever they did, however they did it, if the customer's good with it, then I guess it really can't qualify as a mistake. But whatever it is that they're doing, if you're getting called back, then obviously it is. (laughs) I kind of actually, I disagree with that, Chris. Oh, yeah, good, good. Here's why. Because uh, especially in the South, Everybody will complain to everybody they go to church with, their neighbors, their friends, <laughs> and they won't call you. Uh, they will complain everywhere except to the people who can actually do something about it. And then six months later, you find out that they're disgruntled and, and unhappy. And you're like, and I've had these conversations. I said, look, I can't fix what I don't know is wrong. And y- you you are obligated to give me a chance to try to fix it. Uh, otherwise, you know, you want to tell them, quit complaining about it because you didn't give me the opportunity. You can't tell them that. But uh, so I, I do disagree that just because they don't complain to you doesn't mean it's not wrong. Sometimes they complain to everybody else and it's still wrong. Good point. Good point. <laughs> Brian, do, do you mind if I ask, do you have... Do you, after the job is complete, do you send them something to ask how to go? Like, do you request a review? Like, how do you, what do you do after? Uh, that's a, a good question. Um, and I should know the answer to, to this. Uh, my office manager used to, I assume she still is. I need to check. Uh, she used to call uh, a month later and say, hey, how is everything? Mm. Um and just to check in and make sure that everything is going okay or whatever. This is when we did uh, insulated glass as well. But um, yeah, so I, I don't know the answer now, but we have definitely done that. In. Yeah, the, the system that we use is once you get to the end and it's paid for and everything, we, we request a review, but it goes through a different system that It'll ask them how'd everything go. And if they, if they leave like a, it's like a, if they click on like one to three star, then it goes, it'll forward them to an internal form that says, let us know. You know what I mean? So that, then I'll get the, you know, you guys suck, you know, whatever. This is what you did wrong. Yeah. If they click on a four or a five, it'll, it'll um, forward them to like either Google or Yelp or something like that. And they can leave the review publicly. So it tries to, it tries to funnel out the bad reviews so you get that feedback that you were looking for. Right. Mm-hmm. Before That's it goes cool, public. And you, have, and you have the opportunity to fix it before it goes public. Michael, yeah. would you send that link to the group? Yeah, of it's the, the system. Of the, of your... Yeah, I'll put it in the chat, but it's it's called Nice Job. I think I think the website's like nicejob.co. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a nice system. You can, can kind of configure it. Um, there's a lot of automation to it that you can configure it to request a review a handful of times, you know, by email, by text or whatever. And, and honestly, I'll, I'll post, it literally takes four to five uh, taps on the shoulder sometimes for us to get positive, a, a positive five-star review. Um, 
and you would think you're bugging the hell out of the customer, you, you know, what I mean? after that many times. But honestly, I'll post, I'll post a screenshot of, of, you know, how, how many times you have to like, you know what I mean? Uh, how many, how many, um, whatever they call the it. Requests you have to make or whatever. Yeah. 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 Like, um, like after like the fourth time, you know, it tracks like after how many times you had to contact that customer before they dropped, before they kind of went through and left that review. So it does work. It's, we just kind of made it out of our process and it works really, it seems to work really well. Nice. Great. Thank you. I'll find it. So, On, uh, so it's like, if you're not happy, tell me. And if you are happy, tell everybody else. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's exactly what it is. One, one through three comes to me internally, just kind of sends me an email, which I don't, to be honest with you, I'm not to toot our own horn, but we don't even, I don't even really get any of those. Um, but nice. in the odd case that I would, um, at least I have the opportunity, like Brian said, to, I'm, I'm asking you, how'd everything go? You know what I mean? So I'm, I'm right. initiating that, you know, what yeah. was, is everything okay? So the chances are higher that, that I would see that. I'll be able to kind of catch that. Mm. Awesome. Chris, when we do um, the go-backs, what, what we did for go-backs was we created four categories of mistakes. And that was um, measuring, checking, production, installation. So instead of having like, you know, either one category called mistake or a hundred categories, we did those four and it's either a measuring mistake, it's a checking mistake, it's a production mistake because we fabricate, or it is a installation mistake. And by categorizing them, it really allows you to focus, like Michael said, where's your problem? Is it the installer? Is it is it somebody who's measuring and, and making mistakes there? Where is that problem occurring? And because we categorize it into four, not two, not 200, we're able to really zoom in on those. And um, this week we are, I know I'm jinxing myself today is Wednesday, but we are, I think we're 35 showers in, all went in, every single one of them. So that's, that's what we're doing. And, you know, did we have a job this week where he goes out with the wrong finished hardware, all brush nickel supposed to be something else. Yep. Threw somebody in the van with all the right hardware, pulled it out of inventory, out to the job. And didn't even slow them down, maybe 20, 30 minutes. So that's but what that's we so do considered for a mistake, stage. right? Uh, actually, yes, it is. But from a consumer's point of view, we have two scoring systems, obviously. And one right. is, did the cut, do we have to go back? And in that case, no, we did not have to go back. Is it a mistake that we made? Yes. But it's not a go back, which is a super painful mistake. <clears throat> because you know, you know what happens. You know, yep. the money gets held back sometimes. Then, then all of a sudden, even though they had to, wait a week and it was faster than anybody else would have done it to take care of it. They said, oh, I was inconvenienced. I had to take a day off from work. You guys have all heard the stuff before. So, yeah. and some people are super nice. Most people are, but other people see it as an opportunity to extort some type of pain. <laughs> so um, right. that's what we do Four categories. And if it's checking, that could be somebody in the office who forgot to ask Mrs. Jones, if she did make it, if, if ladder pull was her final choice, it could be, um, we have a checklist that we go through when we check the shower. But, you know, one of the ones we added in the last few years was outswing on curbless. You know, instead of just saying, yeah, outswing is okay for this curbless door, it's now required that we draw a little radius out and mark how much up the floor goes or down it goes for that mm. radius swing. Because, right. you know, a guy would measure out, uh, out there, oh, no, it's good, 32 inches out. Well, guess what? There's a rise in between you know, where the door starts to open and, and where it goes. So things like that, they're, you know, all the things that the mistakes actually create a better checklist for you 
Is there wiring yeah. in the floor? Where is the wiring? Did they turn it on? Is it confirmed that the wiring stops where it should? You know, you hit a wire, not that anybody's ever done that here, but you hit a wire and, and it, it stops everything and it, and it gets a little pricey. Yeah. So four categories yeah. and um, that's worked real well for us. All right, so your answer to like how you help prevent go backs is just by categorizing them and then uh, mm -hmm. focusing on which ones uh, need to be addressed. Mm -hmm. What gets measured gets fixed, right? That's right. Right. For instance, let's say um, backwards outages, right? So somebody does a backwards outage. Well, now we do it two different ways. So we'll do, um, we'll actually draw the outage and circle it and draw it again. And then on a separate part of the form, we'll do it again. And we don't do them right next to each other. And we don't have them just fill out the number at the same time. You, you measure it and then go over. So just a little extra things that we do to try to minimize those types of measuring mistakes. It's always frustrating when you get the guys get out of the job and the, and the curb doesn't pitch three eighths to the right. It pitches three eighths to the left. Yeah. And mm. you're like, Oh crap, the glass is all cut the other way. So we'll run out. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. It's hard to make up with silicone. Even Chris <laughs> would. Uh, yeah. So if you shoot us, you know, we'll shoot a straight laser line and then, just write down the dimensions, 35 and a quarter, 35 and seven, you know, 35 and three eighths. So, and circle those so that we can, um, so the guy's not really thinking what's high, what's low. He's just writing down numbers that he sees. And of course, sometimes you measure with a tape measure and it's 36 and an eighth. And it looks like you see the 36 and you go, oh, just a little bit off that 35 and seven eighths. You know, we've all done the take off a little as opposed yeah. to add a little on sure. the measuring side. Um, mm. So again, take the tape away, put it back over a little bit later on and write it down again. And so, so those key numbers, we will write down twice in two different sections of the measuring sheet um, and really been pretty successful in that regard. Hmm. Excellent. So I've got a different scenario that happened today that, and I, I this has never happened to me before. I'm sure it's happened to others. Uh, I got the, the shower installed, looked great. Everything came out great. It was a good install. Customer loved it, except the hardware did not match what she had, even though we looked at the hardware uh, against her, um, her plumbing uh, before we ordered. And she said, antique brass, that's it. That's what we're going to go with. There was, you know, we were in between colors, right? Uh, and we had the discussion about different lighting, different um, locations, all of that stuff. Um, you know, whether it's flat versus curved, all of those discussions. And she said, nope, this is great. That's what we're going with. I got it installed. She loved it, except the hardware was a lot darker. Uh, the antique brass was a lot darker than really it was about satin brass, the, the color. And so now she's like, I don't like it. Um, I want you to replace all the hardware. I did my job right. She, I mean, I did everything I could possibly do uh, right as far as I can see. So she wants us to replace it at her cost. Uh, I told her I'd replace the handle and the hinges, um, no charge, probably shouldn't have, but, um, but when it comes to the clips, they're siliconed in, um, mm. and 
it is what it is. It's going to have to cost some money there somewhere. Uh, and of course it's a 50 minute drive, but so have you guys had that? What'd you do? How'd you handle it? I can tell you what we do. <laughs> I, I knew you were going to say brass. As soon as you started talking about the color that it matched, it's brass because chrome matches, brush nickel matches, black men, the brasses are extremely difficult. And I have not only a, a short conversation, I have a long conversation with people and I have, and we actually have BCU four clips in every finish and I, we go over them and I tell people, I say every, every vendor of plumbing, every vendor of hardware, they all, they all categorize brass differently. Black is black, chrome is chrome. Ask, you know, satin brass is champ, you know, Delta has champagne bronze or everybody has their own thing. Right. Um, and I tell people we can come close. Uh, mm -hmm. if you're looking for exact, it's it's in, and you're gonna stop holding hardware next to each other and you know what I mean and getting the flashlight. Yeah, and we did that. Well, I had the samples and she had yeah. her her stuff. So I tell people it's never gonna it's never gonna match because every vendor has a different process for this for finishing this type of hardware, you know, this type of hardware. And then some hardware is brass, some hardware is aluminum, like the header is aluminum, the, right. the, the clips are brass. So there's different processes for the different coatings for different finishes. So it's never gonna be the same. And I, I keep saying the word never, cause that's what I tell my customers. I don't even beat around the bush anymore. I, I used to, when we were new, I would, cause I didn't want to lose the job. Now it's mm -hmm. like, it's not gonna, I just tell you, it's, it's not gonna be exact. If you're looking for exact, this is not the way to go. If, if, if you're just looking for okay when you walk in the room, yeah, exactly. It looks like a brush yeah. bronze, maybe. Uh, mm -hmm. But yeah, it's. And sometimes it's just like the it. way the light hits it, too. Right. It's the lighting. Like, yeah. It's the shade yeah. of everything. Well, so I tell people yeah, if you're looking, if uh, I tell them to go with black, just go the opposite. And, you know, some, some people do that. Some are like, oh, I think it'll be okay. But like, I drive this topic home before I even, you, you know what I mean? I, we don't have a, you know, there's always, there's always going to be that person that, that tells you to do one thing and then changes their mind after you're never going to be able to avoid right. that. But. Yeah. And right. So, so again, I had those discussions. So now we're on the back end, and I asked for a payment. I did everything right. The, the install was great. Uh, and she gave me payment reluctantly, which was kind of weird. Yeah. Uh, mm -hmm. Even though she acknowledged that, you know, it was her choice and, and she just doesn't like it now. Um, so how do you handle it on the back end? Uh, oh, like I handled I mean, it pretty if I'm well. I think you did. Yeah, it sounds like you handled it pretty well. I mean, that's, what else can you do? You know, he's, uh, you can sympathize. I, I had something very similar to happen last week where I, I had a customer order um, oil rub bronze. And we have, you know, we, we show them our, our samples. You know, and it's like if you if you put oil rub bronze next to matte black, I mean, it's hard to tell them apart. Yep. Yeah. Sometimes you know you could tell tell you could show a person both samples and say which one's black and which one's oil rub bronze, and about half the time they'd guess wrong. I mean, it's yeah. like that close. And so we did that. We we installed oil rub bronze, and it was they're like, hey, this is like black. It's like, yeah, yeah, you're right. It is. It's it's pretty much black, and um. We had the same kind of conversation and this was probably the longest conversation I ever had with a customer about a finish like that. And 
I didn't know what to say. I mean, we got to this point. He was really a reasonable guy, which was which was good, you know. But we just got to this point of the conversation where it was like neither one of us knew what to say next, you know. Mm-hmm. So like we were both kind of like out of words. And it was, yeah, you know, um when when it comes to plumbing <coughs> fixtures and shower door hardware. They're just not the same. They just don't match. And I mean, sometimes you can get them pretty close, but um, sometimes they're not very close at all, you know? And in this case, he decided to buy uh, a handle and a different finish that he thought was a little bit closer to his finish. And I agreed to go back and switch it out for him, you know, at no cost. Um. And and I I'm like yeah I'm, yeah, I'm sorry you know I mean I I understand how you feel it's, you know I I wanted to let him know that I heard him I didn't want to minimize what he was saying right wanted to validate yes you know you're not crazy yeah this is really happening to you right now and uh, I'm here for you man but it sucks to be you and pay up <laughs> but but yeah you know and it's like yeah what can i do you know i'll come back and i'll change out by handle you know and um and i'll come and switch it out for you at no charge and um gosh it's a tough one i gotta go back of course yeah. it's really close you know, on the clamp you can replace i'm not sure how dark that antique brass is but you can replace the outside with the other finish if like the brush bronze you know um mm. without having to remove all the panels you might buy into that i don't know okay oh just, re- about just that. replace the cover plates that's, yeah. A yeah. that's not a bad solution yeah i'll see if i can we do- swing that hmm. can you One not get the clips we'll- out in place i'm sorry go ahead that's right go ahead Say again. Can you, not, can you not get the clips out in plate? I know the silicone dim, but can you not? You take the plate, you take the cover plate off. Can you not get that that screw out of the out of the stone? Is that is that what you problem without taking everything apart? Uh, you gotta you gotta unsilicone the glass and move it because the screw is right down the center of the center line of the glass. Yeah, I know. We've used long <laughs> like 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 eight inch number two or number three yeah. or whatever it is. Uh, you know, bits on the impact. And sometimes you can sneak it out. I, I'm not saying it's the most comfortable thing to do, but it mm-hmm. sure saves you a hell of a lot of time. Yeah. yeah. One thing one thing that I'm making my guys do now is any clips or even hinges <laughs> that are on the bottom, we're going to use shorter screws. Several reasons. I mean, if, if uh, we can even use a three-quarter inch screw, then we're less likely to get into the, the liner um, but in a case like yours, it'd be easier to get out because they're not so long. Um, but uh, I'm just, even some bottom hinges, I mean, uh, you know, sometimes if we can get by with shorter screws, it makes more sense. I mean, we've hit water pipes, we've hit electrical, we've done it all, you know, and um, so I'm trying to avoid those situations. Right. Hmm. And yeah, I think prevention is always the best uh, solution, right? Yeah, yeah. Which the is what thing. Greg was getting at. Yeah, that's yeah, what we're really talking about here today. Really need, you know? Yeah. 
One thing I do when, when we're in a situation like that, sometimes to disarm people, I will say before we start this conversation, I want you to understand that if you're unhappy at any time, I will give you a full refund of your shower and we will come and remove the glass before we start this conversation. So what that does is disarm them and takes away their leverage that they think they have over you in some degree that you would never do that. And by saying and by meaning it, cheerfully refunding their money, then it all of a sudden lowers their leverage and all of a sudden they're going to be more reasonable. And that's worked out very well over the years. I don't think I've ever given anybody their money back, maybe one customer out of, I don't know, 15,000. So that's the first thing, because then that, I mean, it disarms them completely. You start, before we start talking about what the solution is, I want you to know if at any point you're really unhappy, I will absolutely cheerfully give you a refund. I just want to get that out of the way so now we can talk about your shower. And then boom, they're, they're completely their demeanor changes hundred percent. Right. Yeah. And she, she wasn't unhappy with, uh, with anything we did. It was, she was unhappy with her choice, you know? Mm-hmm. And so, uh, I don't know. I, I just felt like a unique situation to me. It certainly was to yeah. me because I hadn't had that before, but, um, well, if she, if she reluctantly paid you, I don't think she was really happy, Brian. I'm not trying to beat you up, but I mean, if she's reluctant, no. if she was mad at herself, she'd write you a check and say, I'm stupid. And it sounds like she was well, unhappy. Yeah. And her comment was, um, you know, I, you're going to come back and, and finish or fix this, right. Or replace it. Right. I'm like, yeah, we're honest and trustworthy. We did a great job. You admitted that, you know, so it, it was, a. Uh, it was a, a good conversation. You know, she wasn't okay. uh, apparently unhappy, but you make a good point. Mm-hmm. Um, I think just in, in her mind, the job wasn't done. In my mind, the job was absolutely done. Mm-hmm. I get you. Yep. And because I did a hundred percent of what she asked uh, and she acknowledged that. But on the other hand, she's like, yeah, I'm, I don't, I'm not sure if I want to give you the, the balance. I'm pretty sure I want the balance. <laughs> yeah. And so, I, I think customers are going to get a lot tougher over the next few years as things slow down a little right. bit. They're going to get some revenge over the way they've been treated, not by all of us in this group, by other people. Mm-hmm. And um, the consumer revenge, I think, is coming. We're starting mm-hmm. to see a little bit of it, but not much. Mm-hmm. Ooh. Huh. So how much would you guys charge to go back and replace those clips if I have to replace the whole clip? Although I do like that idea, Brad, uh, about replacing just the outside. We would not charge for that. I really? chalk it up to advertising. I chalk it up to advertising. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah, as much as you want to charge for it, you try to come up with a number. And then at the end, you ask yourself, was it really worth a couple hundred bucks? Correct. Now I got a crappy feeling in my gut. She's got a crappy feeling in her gut. Everybody's everybody's ha- everybody's kind of happy because the job's over, but not you kind of left a bad taste in her mouth because it's another couple hundred. Mm-hmm. Was it really worth that couple hundred bucks? Mm-hmm. I don't know. Correct. But, you know. Yeah, it's I be, guess it sucks to be me, right? Yeah, it's going to be hard. <laughs> yeah, yeah, totally. Sometimes it sucks to be the business. Yeah, that's correct. As they say in business, you're, you're you own a business, you eat crap every day, <laughs> and you like it. I have charged for that, Brian, and um, it it didn't go over badly. It was the same situation where she knew that that was the closest brass to match her stuff. But when she got it in, she 
didn't like it. And she acknowledged that she just didn't like it, even though that's what she ordered. And she ended up saying, can I, um, she had some polished nickel in her bathroom and she ended up saying, can I pay you to change this Mm -hmm. all to polished nickel? And we ended up, so we kind of priced out what we would for hardware and for installation, but then cut it in half to give her, you know, a little bit of ease it a little bit. But I mean, in the situation where they're like, oh, this is wrong. You sold me, you know, something I didn't sign up for. You never had that conversation. Then, you know, maybe you're giving it to them and you're, you're, you know, taking it. But in the conversation, if you've had a good quality conversation and they recognize that they regret their choice, I don't think there's any problem with charging them to give them something different. I I agree. It's, uh, you know, I would keep it real low and fair. Um, You know, Christina had one a couple of years ago, maybe. She made a special trip. We had already measured it, I think. She made a special trip to meet with the customer who wasn't there the first time and showed them samples so that they knew what they would get. And we put in exactly what she signed off for and trying to charge later was tough. I mean, it, 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 um, I can't remember how all that resolved. It's been a while now, but um, I kind of agree. If it's something simple enough to change out, just do it for free. And then if, uh, if, if this, you know, the situation, we're gonna have to remove panels and all that, which was us. I mean, we had to redo everything. Um, then I think it's fair to, to ask for some money if, if, if it was all done up front. You showed them samples and took the time to, to make that point. I think you would find... Michael does a great... I love Michael's approach, which is none of it's going to match. And, and if they're holding the samples up close, that's, you've already, you're, you're, you're done because you, this is not how you compare pieces in a shower. Yeah. So that's I always say, interior decorator. correct. And I will say your light fixture is not going to match your faucets, not going to match your shower fixture, not going to match your uh, t- tub faucets. Yes. None of this, the, the light fixture, none of it's going to match. It's all going to be a blend, a mixture of gold finishes. So you have to be completely comfortable with this gold by itself, not how it relates. Cause this used to happen to us in the wood business as well. Well, this doesn't look like anything like my dining room table. Well, we, we never said it would match your dining room table. Or any of you have ever been in the wood business It has its own things. But I think Mike's approach is the way to go. And it's the one we've done. We not only carry samples, we not only talk about it, but we also say it's not gonna match your shower pictures because the manufacturing companies haven't come together on a common gold. So it's not gonna match, not gonna match, not gonna match, not gonna match. It's gonna be beautiful but it's not going to match. Yeah, yeah. There's, there's two there's two things that I drive home when I'm talking to people. One is that brass finish and the other one is like splash panels. If they just want to splash guide and no door, I tell people, you're going to get water on the floor. How much water? I don't know, but there's going to be water on the floor. And if you're mm-hmm. okay with that, I'll install this for you. But I don't, I don't want you to come to me and be like, oh, I, I wish you told me there was going to be water on the floor. <laughs> I'd rather lose the job. I'll do it for you, but I, I'd honestly, I just, we tried to be so upfront and so direct with, Mm-hmm. This isn't going to match, or you're going to have water. You know, one of those two. Whatever the topic is, we are. I, I just I drive it home, and I probably maybe drive yeah. it a little too hard, but I I very rarely have problems on the on the 
the back end of it. Yeah, and, and we then, do one more, Michael, and that is the um, insufficient slope and negative slope. We're we're done. We're done going back on service calls for. There's a leak under my door. Yeah, no kidding. The the tile is not pitched properly, oh, yeah. and that is an epidemic. And we just say right now, because you do not have sufficient pitch, we put down a damp strip standard, and that's what we do. And we and that's yep. we silicone it down, and we're done. And that's yeah, that's how it is. Extremely- and, direct with that yeah, if you, well. it's not even and if you refuse if you refuse that's okay but we just want warranty for leaks under the door right we tell and them we there's just, nothing we, we can do with the glass to fix this problem correct After gravity gravity is is pulling that water so <laughs> and then brian works. to go back to your point with um charging the customer to to fix the stuff even when you're right and i get it believe me i get it but honestly, the, the, if you if you figure this, like the couple hundred bucks or whatever it is you're going to, quote, make or whatever, if that customer, if uh, there's no way of saying that this is what they're going to do. But if you don't charge them, that customer will probably tell about 30 people. I screwed up. I know it. But they came up and they are going to, like, rave about you. They came back. They fixed it. You know what I mean? So sometimes, Advertising. sometimes yeah. the money is the short term goal you know that's a short game right the long the long game is making that customer exceeding that customer's expectations and exceeding that customer's everything so you leave such a positive taste in their mouth and not if you if they realize they're wrong and you charge them to fix it and it's like almost like neutral at that point everybody's kind of happy but it's just neutral but if you just blow them away and it's a couple hundred it costs you a couple hundred bucks you know Mm -hmm. whatever whatever you're losing you might gain that 10 times on the back end and not even know it just by word of mouth. I mean, you never, we never right. know. Mm. Yeah. Uh, Cause my point. grandfather ran a glass company for years and I worked for him for 10 years and people would come in for this small, stupid little crappy glass and he'd give it to them. Right. And they'd leave so happy. And he would say, Michael, it, it's, it's worth it to me to give that rather than charge them $5. What am I going to do with $5? I'm going to put it in my pocket. I'm going to yeah. spend it on coffee or whatever. Rather than take that $5, I'd rather them go to their families, their friends and, and tell them, go to be and you know, and they'll be so happy. And sometimes that's just what you got to do. Advertising, beautiful. Michael, I'd agree with you on homeowners, but when it comes to contractors, unfortunately, I found that you do that once. The next thing you know, the contractor thinks that they don't have any responsibility for their yeah, own decisions. <laughs> this is too short a show for contractor discussion. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's next week. <laughs> And the well, weekend. Honestly, they, the uh, contractor yeah. is a contractor for a reason. They should know better. Yeah. They're a professional. So they should be held to a higher standard than the homeowner from the beginning. Mm. I'm curious, has, has anybody uh, gone to the, the, it's kind of extreme, but maybe worth it on gold? Um, I'm wondering if we should take all of the hardware out and lay it on the floor and say, we're about to install this on, in your shower. Are you okay with that? never done it but i mean might be worth it it's not a bad idea now i think this whole kind of theme of managing expectations right that's what that's kind of what we're talking about and and just uh educating uh your customers your potential customers and like what to expect so that they're not surprised by it and the whole thing of like of of water escaping you know from a frameless shower enclosure as that's something i have that conversation every single day i'm sure we all do and as soon as they bring it up oh so you know leaks or or whatever 
yeah, some water is probably going to get out. And I like what Michael was saying about, you know, if you install a splash panel, yeah, water is going to get on your floor. Just expect that. Mm-hmm. Or, uh, or yeah, your your hardware is not going to match. You know, all the hardware in your bathroom is going to be a, di- a slightly different color. Just be ready for that. And a lot of times, just educating people on stuff like that goes a long way towards helping them to be satisfied. And I think that's where I kind of failed on that one I was talking about with the oil rub bronze and, and uh, our oil rub bronze and their oil rub bronze and how much different it really is. Just to take the time to really explain that, that's a good checklist thing to uh, to prevent you know problems from coming up. Yeah, because, you know, after the fact, if you say it after the fact, you look like a liar. If you say it on the front end, you're educating them. But if in the end you say, well, the reason your shower is leaking is because your floor, your curb is pitched incorrectly. I had a customer years ago, probably 10 years ago, say, hey, it was your job to tell me that. Why didn't you tell me that? Well, I didn't want to offend the contractor. I didn't want to blah, 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 blah. No good reason. He was right. Yeah, he was right. We do the same thing. We just... Sometimes we can dance around a little bit and try to tell the contractor on the back and be like, I don't know how you want to bring this up to your customer, but you know, and it's, it's the nature of the beast. Yep. But yep. if you're blunt and honest and confident and you come across as experienced and you know, I mean, from my past experience, I'm telling you what's going to happen. Right. They, you know, this upfront, then it's hard to, it's, it's just a lot easier to diffuse it beforehand than after, like you said. Yep. I couldn't agree more with you, Michael, but you know, something I've been doing recently on that whole slope curb thing is typically the level doesn't lie. And when I'm measuring, I put the level down on the curb and if it's sloped out, I just essentially say, do you see what I'm seeing? And and a lot of times if it's a homeowner, they'll say, yeah, I see it. And I'll say, you understand what we're trying to do here. And then I just say, then I tilt the level to where it should be or, you know, where we would recommend it. And, and I said, so given the current condition, it's going to flow out. I can't do anything about it. And so that confidence, like you were saying, you know, just it's going to leak, your shower's going to leak. And then typically their response is, well, what, what should I do? And obviously you don't want to offend the the contractor, but I'll say, well, you're seeing what I'm seeing. And it, you know, it comes down to whether you want water on your floor, uh, you know, an excessive amount of water on your floor or not. And, and, try to find a solution obviously not blame or point fingers or find a solution but that that laying that level down as a visual aid uh, versus me verbally telling has been uh impactful it sounds simple in a bath mat uh, yeah Yeah. (laughs) you know what works even better is if you keep a ball yeah i keep a golf ball with me oh yeah we have a a golf ball ball out You know, and it's like it rolls like right out on the floor. It's like because <laughs> the they can't door. read a level, maybe you know, but they can sure right. tell what you know. Watch a ball roll. Yeah, yeah. yeah we do the same thing. I was going to say that we have we just have a, a small steel ball bearing, and we say what, it, I, like you said, they can watch a ball roll. They might not be technically savvy enough to understand the bubble and a level, but everybody can understand which way the ball is rolling. <laughs> mm-hmm. Those are great ideas. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, one thing, uh, so here's another thing along the lines of checking stuff, right? So you ever get out to a job to do an installation and one of the pieces of hardware is 
damaged in the box or even like the wrong color. Can you imagine that at the factory, someone might have put the wrong finish in a box or put the wrong label on the box of the finish? So you get out there, you've got all the exact number of pieces of hardware you need. And one of them is no good. So Mm. carrying extra hardware, how many people do that? All of yeah, we do that. Yep. You're not doing that. It's oh, a good idea to start. And you can't have like you can't have spares of everything. You know, because there's no way you could carry, you know, one of everything and every finish. But you know, the common, you know, the 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 wall brackets that you use, the basic hinges that you use, stuff like that. We do inspect yeah. our stuff before, and we open up all our hinges before we go to the job. We open up all our clamps before we go to the job. Do you? So, mm-hmm. yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. That's and how often idea. do you find an, an issue? Uh, n- not terribly that often, but um, enough. You know, two guys in a truck is expensive. And, you know, it's real expensive. Hmm. How many cool. times do you have to find it? Five minutes to find it. Two guys in a truck and it's wrong. There's two, four hours of man labor, you know, got to discover it and turn around or send somebody back or can somebody from the office bring it, you know. Mm. That's so true. We open ours when it comes in. It's part of the receiving process. Mm. You know, they don't pull the right one off the shelf, but at least the box has been checked. (laughs) (laughs) Just in case they do pull the right one off the shelf. So you check every box, open it up, mm-hmm. unwrap, take it out of the little plastic thing, yep. wrap the little yep. paper thing that it's wrapped up in. Not usually taking it out of the clear plastic. Huh. You like, you know, pull right. the the white, the whitish um, uh-huh. piece. Styrofoam, you know, whatever get a, stuff. Get a little side look. I mean, uh-huh. maybe you got chrome versus polished nickel. Maybe you're not going to see that, but you find the black in the chrome. So. What about what about if uh something's like scratched or damaged, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. I mean, cuz that can happen. It can be dented yeah. or it could be scratched. Yeah. Or something. So you, you pretty much would have to take it completely out of the box. You're yeah. so much yeah. more likely to have a glass problem than a hardware problem, I think. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. So, you know, going back to the beginning of the conversation we get all our glass wrapped. We unwrap it, and it, believe it or not, some of the corners were covered up mm. after they had been dinged. Um, we had one today that had a piece of trash that got baked on top top of the glass, and it was already a rework. And um, I, we just had to refuse it. Just had to do it. You know what, Brad? We our vendor up here. We use United Plate Glass. They they wrap it. They put a sticker on it. Says it's certified, um, blemish free, etc. And our process is to check in all the hardware, similar that you are discussing. But I was taking the uh, vendor's word for it on the glass, and we've had so many instances where we take and we unwrap it. And there's a lot of spalling or the corner issue, like you just talked about. I've had guys get cut, really cut pretty, you know, severely. So just, 
yesterday, I, I was fed up with that yesterday. Uh, and I've been going back and forth and they send you pictures of uh, images through their computer that said it was blemish free when it was prior to being wrapped. But uh, and they felt like it was a handling issue. I've just requested the glass not be wrapped anymore. Um, I want to see it when it comes off the truck as part of that receiving process and, you know, have a, because if you receive it with paper on, or, you know, the wrapping on it, and maybe you're not going to do that install for another three or four days. Some of these guys were trying to say, well, you, you had 48 hours to check it in. Now it's on you. Well, I refuse that. I'm not, I don't play that wow. game, you know, but so I've just requested just starting uh, actually today was the first day receiving it without any of that wrapping on it. You just, because what Greg was saying, two guys in a truck, you can't, it's too expensive. Uh, yeah. Do you guys not check the guys that don't unwrap? You're not getting outages that are, I mean, when we, the reason we fabricate was because we were getting about a 20% uh, failure rate on our fabricated glass from our supplier at the time. So it would be hinge cutout needs to be at six inches because decorative tile eight reorder eight. And so we're like, this is ridiculous. And so we checked our own stuff the same way, but we checked to make sure those cutouts are right where they're supposed to be. And, you know, if you got the big P190 or whatever, is that where it's supposed to be? Is the outage going the correct way? Is the label on the right way? So we're checking all those outages and notches. And now maybe your guys are getting quality enough that you don't need to do that, but I'd be surprised. I mean, it would manifest itself when they get out to the job. Can't do it. The hinge is in the wrong place. Uh, hinge cutouts too shallow. I guess the, the CNC didn't cut it right. Those are things that are so painful because not only do you lose the time of the guys in the truck, you lose the billing. So if you had three showers that day, the guys, instead of putting in $6,000, put in $4,000. And that's mm -hmm. huge as that happens over the period of a month, a lost install. Uh, you can't make up another day unless you want to work Saturdays and pay overtime, but uh, you're just not going to make up lost installs. Those have a huge impact on your bottom line. Yep, you're right. Mm. Michael, one other thing, just because you get it in unwrapped, you still have to check it right away. You can't just check it day of. Mm -hmm. So right. my, our, our policy now and what's working real well for us is we unwrap it that same day, usually the same morning we get the delivery. And uh, we look at it right away. And, um, and we, 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 so my guy comes to me almost once every other day and says, I got another one for you to look at. I go out and I make a judgment call, you know, whether it's a bad polished job on the edge, uh, you know, that little, can't think of the name of that little bevel on it, but that little bevel, a lot of times, Sometimes that's not right or whatever it is. And I'm, I'm always having to make a judgment call. And today was a tough judgment call. And, you know, I had to refuse one that was already sent to us once before and refused. Mm -hmm. so, uh, but it could be a seed uh, or it could be just a little bit of trash, which is what we're finding um, on, on the glass. Or it could be hairline scratches. It could be anything. You know, yeah. and we'll, we'll actually polish out uh, scratches uh, if we can. Uh, and I, I have found a diamond paste that I've been using that actually works kind of well. I'm using a one micron and uh, I can do little small spots. And then I go back with uh, uh, cerium oxide with the polishing pad. Wow. Um, that's a good job. 
if you think about how many things need to go right to install a frameless shower door, it's amazing that we've ever even done one. Yeah. From, from start to finish, from scheduling to measuring to ordering to what happens in the yeah. factory behind the scenes Communicating to what happens. Communicating with the customer. Yeah. yeah it's, it's amazing to me that we are even in business, any of us are in business. <laughs> so let me ask you this question. I, I don't know if maybe I'll ask it the right way, but we all experience all these things. Do you do you have a factor from a pricing standpoint that you put on um, in your pricing model to cover that? So obviously, maybe you say you put it on every shower and you hope to win more than you lose, obviously. But do you, you know, paying a person to sit there, uh, unwrap it, uh, examine it? Uh, Brad, to your point, you mentioned put buffing out scratches. I mean, time is money. I mean, yep. are you all factoring that into this overall pricing thing? Have to be. Well, they have to be, right? Bro broken yeah. glass. I or... think you do. Yeah. Yeah, but the alternative, I think you're talking about the trade-off. The alternative again is putting two guys in a truck and having discovering it at the job site. That's the most mm -hmm. painful thing of all. I mean, yeah. it's yes. the worst. The worst. Customer knows it, reschedule, loss of revenue. It's huge. Mm. So yeah. No, none of we're spending a ton of money. None of our glass has ever been wrapped that we get. Yeah, we you don't know? get any glass wrapped. And, yeah, and if we done, were, I got, yeah, I got I some today, and tomorrow morning we'll inspect it and, mm -hmm. and uh, make sure everything's right and go from there. Tim, do you check outages and stuff too, or are, you, are they pretty yeah. good? Yeah. We, we check everything to make sure. Yeah. That's what I ordered. Yeah. Sometimes I have holes on back order, you know, and they don't put in the glass and <laughs> stuff like that. <laughs> yeah, and it's like this, it's the remakes that come in wrong too, right? Yeah. Who's yeah. talking about mistake on a mistake. Yeah, Brad talking about that? It's like it seems like the ones that they made wrong before, they tend to make wrong again. The same with us in-house. You guys probably same thing. We call it mistake on a mistake all the time. That's the ones you really because everybody's in a hurry. And maybe that last stray piece of paperwork from the old size somehow stays in the folder, somehow gets out on the shop floor. And you're like, we remade it the exact same way that we did before. And that happens. So you really, really have to slow down on remakes, even though you're trying to rush them because you want to get back to your regular work. Yeah, that's so weird. Well, mm -hmm. any final thoughts before we wrap this up? I'll say one more thing about go backs. We, you know, I used to ask a lot of questions in these meetings about door adjustments. And some people said, yeah, we've got a lot of them. Other people said, well, you shouldn't, you know, and we went back and forth on that. We've greatly reduced our go backs. We, you know, really identified and analyzed what the problems were. And, uh, we have a multi-step process. Basically, we were getting some stock doors with slightly oversized hinge notches. And I think they were sometimes a lot bigger than they should be. And we just weren't getting enough coverage with the hinge plates. Um, it didn't look quite as bad uh, as you would think, but um, it, it, you really need as much of that surface area yeah. to support the weight of that door. So we, we brought it back down to tighter uh, hinge notch tolerances. And, mm -hmm. uh, you know, I've harped on the guys over and over and over to methodically 
screw them down. And we also do put spacers in there. Um, uh, I don't know if we do it every time, but uh, you know, if it's a heavy door, we put spacers in to pack the hinge, uh, which we've had conversations on how to do that in this meeting before. Um, and uh, we leave a full eighth inch gap between the panel and the door, which looks larger than an eighth, but it mm -hmm. makes a world of difference. We, we don't have hardly any go backs right now on door adjustments. So, awesome. The huge, yeah, huge, 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 huge. We are incorporating some pivot hinges more and more. Yeah. Um, either for various reasons. One, if it's a big door or glass tiles or whatever, you know, um, if we can incorporate a uh, top mount hinge, then we do that. Yeah, those are great. Awesome. Well, congratulations on that. I mean, that's, that's a huge thing is just reducing those those hinge slippage things and blocking hinges. I become a huge fan of of doing that, of just, you know, just doing whatever I can to make sure that I don't have to go back and adjust the door later. Mm -hmm. So anyways, thanks so much for showing up. It's always great to talk to y'all. You did great. Have an excellent week. We'll see you next Wednesday. Hey, this is Chris Phillips, and I want to thank you for listening to the podcast. You may want to join the Shower Door Professionals group on Facebook. Just go to Facebook and search for Shower Door Pros and you'll find us. I look forward to seeing you.